the way a lot of these rants work is I learned about something a while back and I start thinking about it again and then I record a rant but I don't always go back and review that topic in any detail or learn anything new about the topic sometimes I do but sometimes I just jump right in with a rant that's what I'm gonna do here <laughs> corporal punishment of children absolutely abhorrent to me it's hard to even say what I'm about to say because I find it so disgusting it apparently just is not actually in itself damaging to a child in itself it's not clear that it predicts for any bad outcomes in adulthood now there's a couple of things to say about that one is that obviously there are extreme cases so you know that statement I assume if it's even true excludes physical violence that has any sort of lasting impact the other thing to say about it is for those of us who are disgusted with the idea of striking a child I think we have a hard time with the idea that corporal punishment is not inherently devastating to a, a child's development I think the reason we have a hard time wrapping our heads around that is because when we picture corporal punishment we're not picturing a mom smacking her kid upside the head what's interesting about this topic is not all that I don't really want to picture what we even mean by corporal punishment to be honest if it were impossible to educate a child without striking them then we'd have a real quandary but that isn't the case you don't need to hit your kid anyway I bring it up because in my learning about this topic a few years ago what I learned was this what is damaging to a child who is physically abused is not the physical abuse it's the emotional abuse that goes along with it this makes a lot of sense if you think about it being slapped in the back of the head or something that doesn't do anything to you I have my nose broken I'm walking around okay <laughs> not not by my parents by the the Burger Kings of Beverly it's an earlier episode you can imagine a parent who is caring loving nurturing but who is still engaged in the caveman practices of corporal punishment that person's child is probably gonna be okay now imagine a different kind of parent one who doesn't engage in corporal punishment but who is not caring who's not nurturing who doesn't want to have kids and the kid can tell which one of those kids do you think is better off the kid with a loving parent under virtually any circumstances it could be very low income it could be a parent who has attained very low educational achievements it could be a parent with substance abuse the key to being a good parent is really whether or not that person wants kids or maybe more fairly is that person emotionally prepared is that person emotionally available for kids 
there's different types of abuse is a harsh word neglect is a harsh word let's use something else I'm going to come up with it right now being an effective parent let's call it that (laughs) it's a little euphemistic I suppose but let's call it that there are different ways of being an ineffective parent when it comes to the emotional development of a child now in ineffective parent in terms of the emotional development of a child can be someone who ridicules the child someone who speaks down to the child there's that type of parent there's another type which is simply a parent who is not excited by the child's presence It's a parent who, when the child comes home, the parent is not excited to see them. They're not excited about the child's accomplishments that day. They're not interested in what their child has to say. There's that type of parent. Here's the thing. This is the revelation that I had a few years ago. That parent is one of the most ineffective parents. That child, there's no way that that child grows up healthy psychologically. If their loving, attentive parent slaps them in the face here and there because they said something inappropriate, that kid's fine. (laughs) In fact, they have some funny stories to tell their friends. (laughs) The kid whose parent doesn't give a fuck about them, that child is not fine. They are not going to have healthy relationships. They are not going to have healthy coping mechanisms for stress and frustration. There's something funny about this topic. (laughs) It doesn't seem like there is, does it? What's funny about it is we don't really like to have sympathy for the child of the emotionally ineffective parent. But the real harm is the emotional harm. So in cases where a child grows up fucked up because of the way their parents treated them, it is the emotional harm that damages the child, the emotional harm that is accompanying the physical harm. There's another kind of meme. I don't mean like a Facebook meme, but like a cultural bit that... Don't you have this somewhere in the back of your mind that there's some sort of joke about when someone grows up and does something awful and we attribute it to their mom didn't hug them enough. (laughs) The thing is, as silly as that sounds, I think that that is descriptively 
accurate that those very early experiences shape outcomes later in life very dramatically. And when I say those, what I mean are the interactions between a child and a parent and the message that those interactions are sending to the child about whether they're valued, whether they live in a world where people give a fuck about them. So that was a little bit of a revelation for me when I learned that, I don't know, five years ago. I forget what set this off. I feel like maybe it was a football player hit his kids or something, and they somehow made the news. And so everyone was talking about that, and I remember, I think this was Sean Hannity, actually, I remember seeing a clip of him talking about how, you know, my dad used to hit me and I grew up fine. And I thought, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe your dad did hit you and maybe you're fine. <laughs> I think a lot of people would debate that. But it's wrong for us to assume that any parent that hits their child is abusing that child or is some sort of awful monster. Not that I ever quite thought that, but there was some sort of assumption like that in the back of my head, and it really is unfair. The other side of that, though, is that there are parents who are damaging their children in dramatic ways whose behavior never captures our attention. We never have a debate about the parent who doesn't hug their kid enough. Probably that would be more faithful to the reality of what actually harms a child growing up. But it would feel kind of silly. Here's another problem about this topic. You never know what caused something else with 100% certainty. I always think about this when I hear abuse victims sharing their stories. You defer to any particular person about their experience and about what the effects of that experience were. When in doubt, you can always retreat to, well, you know, maybe I'm skeptical that, you know, this personality problem that you have was actually caused by the abuse that you had. I'm thinking maybe you would have had that anyway, but I'm not going to challenge you on that here and now and I'm here to listen to you about your experience and, and how you think about it okay so my point is not that you should you know have a a debate with people when they're sharing <laughs> stories about terrible things that happens to them but we we really can't ever know and so if you grow up fucked up and you look back and you see a bunch of things in your childhood that correlate to bad outcomes as an adult, you can suspect that those were the causes, but you can't really know. It could be that if you had grown up in a perfectly healthy household, maybe you're just an antisocial person who would have been fucked up anyway. <laughs> Maybe you're going to engage in self-destructive behavior no matter what. Maybe it has nothing to do with your experiences as a child. There's this whole literature now about how irrelevant parents are. I don't think that the people writing this literature about how irrelevant parents are, I don't think they'd contradict this. 
they're debunking myths such as if you listen to Mozart in the womb, your kid will grow up to be a physicist or something. Your kid's peers will have way more influence over the direction of their life than you will. But I think it's still true that if you grow up in a household where you're not valued, you're kind of doomed. One of my earliest memories. Me and my sister are in the car. The car is packed. The car is running. We're not in the driveway where on the side of the road... My mom has run back into the house for one final thing. I assume this was to write a note. Though I've never heard anything about the note. My dad never mentioned a note. My mom never mentioned a note. But I bet she was running in to write a note. some landfill somewhere there's a crumpled up piece of paper something called infantile amnesia we don't have very clear memories from childhood and that's despite the fact that we actually have fully functioning memories the reason we don't retain any information is because we lack what psychologists call schema or schemata We have no framework to determine what information is important and what isn't, and so we just forget the whole thing. I wonder why I remember this moment. I also don't know how I know that my mom was crying. Maybe she wasn't, but... But I remember her crying what's funny about that is I don't remember seeing it I don't remember hearing it I remember feeling like my mom was crying. 